welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started so today's episode is going to be about basically cognitive dissonance dissonance and how your thought process is basically manipulated when someone is under narcissistic manipulation. I mean, it happens because narcissists are um, really masterful of the skills of gaslighting, manipulation, um, trauma bonding the victim, and love bombing them and then devaluating them and this whole vicious cycle of of the um, swinging between love bombing the victim and devaluating them along with of course using manipulation gaslighting um lying too much um isolation probably even um and you know to make sure that they possess the victim and they make them become something of their own when naturally of course it cannot be um true because no one should possess anyone for whatever kind of purpose even in a, in a romantic relationship even in family relationships nobody is supposed to be somebody else's property like for whatever reason it is people are individuals and they are free to do like however they want whatever they want however they like it without being um feeling without feeling like they are under the control of someone else otherwise they become wild and untamed because people don't have to be tamed people are rational creatures and they know what to think and what not to think generally speaking okay so when it comes to um cognitive dissonance it's basically like an abuser who is abusing the victim and who's making sure that um they no longer for example see their friends they no longer go to the places they used to go to um they're insulting them they're lying to them about their 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 um the things going on with them uh they're making sure they're I mean, the abuser is making sure that they are holding on to their powerful, um, dominant position in the relationship. And for the victim, um, because, well, obviously, the first phase of 
narcissistic um, possession is, first of all, the love bombing phase. In the love bombing phase, the narcissist gives a lot and shows and proves that they are doing a whole lot of effort to attract that victim to them like and so that the normal individual who was once intellectually doing just fine who was normal attractive fine you know smart capable of thinking capable of distinguishing lies from truths and capable of uh, logical reasoning um because the narcissist is targeting them uh they see that that narcissistic person is extremely attractive is highly looked upon people really appreciate their presence they're charming they're really really interesting people and then when they become in this relationship like endless flowers will come to their house or apartment or whatever um good morning and good night messages are constantly arriving the feeling of this is so fucking awesome is never really stopping um the amount of gestures that are so appreciated you know and they're they're very much really well done and the victim thinks oh my god this is so awesome i've never felt so good like i really want this to keep on happening and and the narcissist shows all of these acts and gestures of love of 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 so-called love obviously um and these gifts and these presents these constant calls messages whatever to to get the attention of the person of the of the normal human being who is now becoming their supply because what a normal human being to a narcissist is is basically their supply something to supply their ego and something to uh look forward to possessing in the future or rather asap so and then what happens is gradually well they and then gradually they go into this devaluation phase where uh one day all that stops you know all those messages those greetings those highs and hellos those good night those kisses that wonderful um intimacy um those flowers those gifts stop you know just all of a sudden they they stop you know and things start gradually of course they like it's not really noticeable but much rather um they start to decrease somehow and it's not really something that the victim can explain to themselves they're kind of in this um very confused state like they don't know what is going on they don't know what happened they don't know if it's their fault 
they don't know if uh, there was anything that they did wrong that made the narcissist pull away from them all of a sudden. They don't know anything. They're just going like that. They're just wondering, like, what the heck is going on? Because I've I've been in this really awesome, um, you know, appreciation. Like, I feel like I'm really appreciated for once in my life. This person really notices me and is spoiling me with all of these gifts. I've never been spoiled like this before. And now... I feel like I'm guilty, though. Maybe I'm I'm doing something wrong. Like, maybe I've hurt this person in whatever kind of way. And it's so weird because... And then this person just keeps thinking and keeps having all these questions uh, without uh, a real, a reasonable answer. They just keep on asking themselves, like, what the heck's going on? And that's, and that's how it is. That's what cognitive dissonance becomes to look like that what it that's what it starts to shape and that's how it starts to gradually uh, pile up it starts to um grow little by little and then of course um it's a whole cycle that narcissists uh, narcissists love doing and it's something that is really like i'm sorry i'm gonna curse but it's a huge mindfuck like if you say uh what a narcissist does to a uh, formerly known as normal individual who is now their victim and now their supply the, the strategies and the tactics the things that they do it's crazy like, how can someone do such things to someone else? Like, logically and normally, these things do not enter, they're not included within the normal social interaction uh, interactions between people. Like, these things that narcissistic people do to others are, like, so ill, they're just so sick. To the point that you can't, you cannot believe how vicious and evil human beings can be sometimes. And yes, we are evil. Unfortunately, we do have both sides. We have the good and the evil sides, and we have the happy and sad side. We have the angry and the easygoing side. But I mean, most important thing, of course, is to balance between the two. Like we cannot have. Um, the happy side dominating the whole time. We cannot have the angry side showing up the whole time. We cannot have the toxic side also of ourselves show up the whole time. We have to balance the sides up, you know. We have to make sure that they're working in coherence, in balance, of course. Because we all are created, God created us imperfect and god created us with a toxic side that we have that we must tame we cannot go by our lives every day and just be toxic too toxic to others they cannot handle it anymore and we don't like to be in that position either 
so it's like really like it's really um unexcusable to have to accept this fact that we are binary human beings we have duality is basically how life is all about we have to balance out health a healthy um good um communication skills and everything and the toxic side the evil monstrous dark side of ours we have to make sure that they are kept in balance and well tamed to maintain good relationships with other with others regardless of the, if they are our colleagues our romantic partners our family member whomever right so back to the cognitive dissonance is that is it's those set of questions and unanswered questions and riddles that the victim keeps thinking about that they just see it so unclear in their head what is actually going on they cannot distinguish anymore they think that they think they cannot distinguish anymore between the real kind of love and the love that they're receiving like is this really what love is all about is this how i should be treated or anybody else in this world should be treated is this uh what everyone deserves like is this really love and and then they just can't figure it out they cannot know anymore what they once truly believed in which is like i said once before they knew how to distinguish between what's good and what's bad you know what's what makes sense and what doesn't basically but in this phase and because they are exposed to really sneaky cunning narcissistic ways and strategies of the of the narcissist trying to change their mindset uh radically but definitely gradually is what they do is they do the following they manipulate gaslight justify all of their actions just to make sure that that victim stays their victim and stays their supply for as long as they can because that's their purpose they have the narcissistic people have a fragile ego that they need to protect this this um this really hungry basically empty gap that they have that they can never feel like they can f- totally fill in or fill up and they need someone to compensate for that and it's something that is impossible to do that is impossible to fully fill in but they find external factors that quote-unquote help them to do so and they find the supplies and the flying monkeys that will do so because what narcissistics uh i mean what narcissistic people seek is admiration um confirmation 
um, and appreciation and all kinds of uh, basically uh, things that will make them feel extremely, well not extremely, but um, kind of highly, highly looked upon, looked up to, and noticed by people. And then they feel this really extremely weird delusion that they are very beautiful or very important or very grandiose in a sense and otherwise very paranoid in another sense. Like they feel like they're being envied by others, they're they're being the victims of others, people are haunting them, people are or going after them when none of it is really true. Like I said, it's only a delusion, of course. Right. And there are types, of course, of delusions. Um, like I said, generally speaking, they are either uh, grandiose or paranoid. Okay. So, again, back to the topic of cognitive dissonance. People... The victims do not distinguish anymore between what kind of love that they're receiving, so-called love that they're receiving, and the real love that's out there. Like, they question themselves and whether they even deserve this kind of treatment, or rather, should I say, ill-treatment. And they think because the narcissist, per se, loves them so much, that they cannot get out of the relationship because they're doing this out of quote-unquote love. That they insult them, that they hit them, that they humiliate them, that they embarrass them, that they exploit them even for their own interest because they're doing it out of love, you know? And for, for another human being who's outside of that relationship... And let me just focus on the fact that this is focusing on a romantic relationship, like from a romantic standpoint. An an outsider would, would think that none of this shit is normal. Like, none of it should be accepted. You know, none of this treatment should be appreciated, you know. It's abuse. None of it is love it's control it's manipulation it's someone being um the naysayer who always has to say no every time who always commands who always has the last word without any further discussions and that's dangerous that is a huge trap and that is definitely something that is not acceptable by another logical, rational, reasonable um, outsider. That is, you know, um, that is rationally strong. That is strong enough to distinguish between what is love and what's not. What's, what's control and what's love. And what what seems to be love to the victim is actually abuse. 
it's still abuse and it's not gonna change under the name of it's not gonna wear the mask of love basically it's not gonna change to become what love is supposed to be because love is supposed to be healthy it's supposed to be respectful it's supposed to show trust it's supposed to be safe love is supposed to feel safe not something that one person should be terrified of or um under control of or um angry with or seeking revenge from or any kind of those um wishful thoughts you know none of those bad things and love is painful as, as well but not this kind of painful not this kind of painful love can be painful because of how um patient the person has to be with the other person for example but it's not painful in this way it's not painful in the meaning of abuse in the context of um for example um showing up late whenever there's a date uh, disrespecting their friends whenever they're around um insulting them once every once in a while um taking them to their advantage um using them for their own interest whenever the victim disagrees they go they make a, a whole lot of drama about it that is absolutely unnecessary because they simply disagreed or just something like that you know just anything that is has nothing to do with love but narcissists would call that love which absolutely has nothing to do with that and so the victim then becomes really confused and gradually little by little the the beliefs they they once had the values they they once um believed in the standards they once maintained diminish and other radical um false standards values and uh beliefs take place and they become doubtful of everything of of even who they once were they don't know who they are anymore like this person i'm looking at and then i'm looking in the mirror at i don't know who this person is anymore and they think because it's out of love that they have been in this relationship for so long you know they they feel like they deserve this when when they obviously don't they don't deserve this kind of ill treatment the sick really sick twisted twisted way of having to think and having to sleep on it every day and every night um and to be treated and to be treated by you know it's not fair it's not fair it's evil it's vicious 
It's definitely confusing, and it is definitely mind-fucking. So you might as well just, you know, <laughs> leave, because because it's not that we have no choice, that we are so weak if we leave. Obviously, if we leave, we are threatened. We cannot leave safely. We are met with threats from the narcissist themselves, telling us how dangerous life is, telling us how they were the most important thing that has happened in our lives, telling us how much they contributed to our day-to-day life, tell us how uh, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be this great, we wouldn't get this far, we wouldn't do this, we wouldn't be financially okay, etc etc so on and so forth with examples but just to let you know we cannot leave with a peace of mind we leave and we think of the amount of guilt we have to put up with once we do and that's what the narcissists look for they want that They look for that guilt, for that sense of shame that you get once you actually think of leaving. Because once you tell them, or like announce it, or like indirectly mention it, be careful when you use your own words. Because your own words can be used and will be used against you. An argument... In, a, in an event where you both disagree, shit is gonna hit the fan. So, I mean, just get the fuck out because I don't care how long the relationship has taken. I don't care if it's a week-long relationship, a month-long, three months-long, 40 years-long relationship. You get the You get the heck out of there because it's either your health or your 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 ass getting kicked every single day. It's either your health and safety and life or your pain and suffering and misery in this relationship. And you being mentally fucked every day wondering what is going on what have you done wrong all these kind of questions that you cannot even answer and you think that you thinking that this person is doing these things to you out of your will out of quote-unquote love okay my friend do not i repeat Do not fall into the trap of cognitive dissonance because it is a whirly gig. It's not a whirly gig, it's rather a storm, a vortex of endless questions, wonderings, um, riddles, just and, and assumptions and guessings. And even worse, delusions about what is going on, which you can never really find out. Because all you do in the relationship with a narcissist 
is you seek their validation for once. You want them for once to be proud of you, for once to agree with you, for once to appreciate your efforts, which will never happen. Because they change their minds so frequently, you can never predict the next time they're gonna say no, or yes, or maybe, or whichever answer they will give you, because you will never know. These people are dangerous. They are absolutely dangerous and unpredictable. Unpredictable. Worse than a person who is predictable and who is reasonably predictable is someone who is unpredictable. You can never know what they're going to say. You can never know what kind of reaction you will get. You can never expect the real thing that's going to happen. You will never know. And that's their job. So what your job is, is to stop believing that whatever it is they're doing is for your own sake. Whatever it is that they're doing is saving you, is for your own interest. It's for your own good. Whatever it is that you're doing, just stop, believe it in that BS, and work on yourself. Try to regain what you once believed in, what you once held dear to yourself, as beliefs, as even inanimate objects. Try to appreciate those things again, to fulfill your life and your self-love again. We're talking about self-evolution here. Self-evolution regardless of the narcissistic abuse and regardless of the cognitive dissonance these narcissistic people put you in. Your turn, your job is to recognize your worth, your value, what you once were built on what your original shape is, what your original identity represents, because you have no other choice than to have, and you you own, and you re-own, and you regain your health, your mind, your sanity, and most importantly, your life, as you deserve your life. The way you want it. The best way you want it. Because you don't deserve this cognitive dissonance. You don't deserve this confusion. You don't deserve this mental exhaustion. This really, like, exceeding amounts of energy loss. You, you lose your energy, your time, your focus, your mind, your thoughts into what this narcissistic person is always about to do. Because what is really worrying to individuals with narcissistic people is what they're about to do in the near future. It's not what they have done or what they're, they're doing right now, but what they're about to do. 
Because like I said, these people are unpredictable. You can never know what they're up to. They're constantly thinking. Strategically. And in dangerous, cunning, sneaky, covert ways to to get you back into their trap. To remain as their source of supply, basically. You know? And yeah, I hate to tell you this, but if you find yourself in a relationship where you are having this you're you're having your mind blown of thinking about this whole thing every single day just leave leave and save yourself man just leave all right thank you If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. So, the episode has ended here, and you can guess this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) No, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic, suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Horma, and I will see you in the next episode.